because it's very tempting to say yes to things that public relations companies and all these people send your way constantly. It's and and of course, how easy could it be? You just say yes, and then your day is done, and then you did you know stuff that like sometimes people don't really care about. Well, but, you just described the life of a overnight weekend part-time WGN fill-in host. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that you're you've got someone who's willing to come in at three fifteen in the morning on a Sunday? Sounds like a great guest. <laughs> that's, that's, can we keep him on for an hour? <laughs> it's car con carne. Would you say this is as glamorous as television? Is this just like doing Fox? It's more glamorous. It's more glamorous. It's more exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. There's something very sexy about Lincolnwood. Uh, so here we are. We're sitting in a, a shopping mall parking lot, the Lincolnwood Town Center. Marianne Marciano, Bob Surratt. And in- Jerry Seinfeld joining us when <laughs> exactly, James? So we went to 90 miles for, for a lunch today. Uh, thanks for jumping in the Mazda for this one. This is unbelievable. All the best restaurants, I think, are in strip malls. Well, as malls go in this area, this is maybe number three on the list. Maybe you'd put Old Orchard number one, throw Northbrook Court behind that. Maybe this is number three, just ahead of the Lincoln Village strip mall that has a Panera and a GameStop. Yeah, I'm, I, I have to say, I haven't been to this one a lot, uh, although now that um, the Cuban restaurant is here, Maybe we'll be here more, Marianne. I really like the decor in that restaurant, too. They have miles. one on Armitage. You know why it's called 90 Miles, don't you? Is it because it's 90 miles from Cuba to... He was. So you can see Cuba on a good day? On a good day, I have actually... Well, I don't know. It looked like land. So, <laughs> it might have been land. Thank you, Sarah Palin. <laughs> so, Marianne, your, your heritage is Cuban, yes? I was actually born in Cuba. I am, I am Cuban. So how did your family... Get out of Cuba. Oh, wow. Well, that was a long time ago. Um, So Castro was already in power. And my family, most of my dad's brothers were in aviation. My dad was a pilot. His brother was a pilot. His dad was a pilot. Other two brothers um, just in the aviation industry, except for one who had moved to, um, to Florida in the 40s. And um, so what happened is that they, I mean, all the businesses were taken over. They were nationalized, you know, by the government. And so the, it was called Cubana, de, it is called Cubana de Aviación. That's the, 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 the company that he worked for. It was the only airline in Cuba. And in order to, first of all, you couldn't leave the country. You, I mean, they closed the borders and you could not leave. Hence my question. And so um, what they did is they planned a huge escape. And the way that the escape had to work was that everyone in the family had to leave at the same time. Because if you didn't leave at the same time, whoever was left behind was either um, jailed or persecuted in some way or they would lose their jobs. This is an awesome movie, but it's your life. Yeah. (laughs) So they had to coordinate the right time in order to plan their their escape and it took about a year to plan this because 
um, some of the women in the family, including my mom, were pregnant. And they didn't want to leave until they had their kids because they didn't know what they would find for real in terms of hospital care yeah. and all that. And they didn't. Yeah, but they were frightened. I mean, that sounds it was, terrifying. It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Imagine you're pregnant, and you know you're going you're going to have a baby soon. You're maybe your third. In in two cases, my mom's case and her sister-in-law, their third child, and they just thought, no, the child should be born in Cuba. Then we will take off. So when all the women were done having babies, the the last ones were. On December 4th and December 5th. And within the next month, all the brothers left with their families. And um, what they did basically was they said, they they were trusted by the government, by the way. They were pilots. And um, they said that their mother was in Florida on her deathbed and that everybody in the family needed to go for a weekend at least for a few days to say goodbye to her. So uh, little by little, on different flights, within a span of a couple of weeks, everybody left. That's amazing. Andy Garcia did make a movie about, not about Marianne's family, although they do know Andy. Uh, He did make a movie about fleeing from Cuba in that uh, period around 1960 or so. Was that that it, Marianne? Well, I forget the name of that movie. We were just talking about the Lost the other, City. That's it. You can you can still see that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, watch the Lost City. It's really cool. And it's so fascinating to see what's going on now. You got the Rolling Stones doing the gig this past weekend, and Fidel uh, made his big announcement saying, "Thanks, but no thanks. We don't need your help, America. Suck it, Obama." I think that's what he said to the Cuban <laughs> press. <laughs> well, they they're not used to answering questions from the press. Yeah, that's part of the problem. <laughs> It was pretty uncomfortable when uh, when uh, Raul and Obama had that news conference, and all the journalists kept asking questions. And you know, Raul was looking confused because he's not used to you know right. answering questions. Are, are we doing ninety miles wrong? By the way, should we be having mojitos? Are we doing this wrong with waters oh. and soda? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if we want a, a coherent <laughs> podcast, we're probably doing it right. Fair enough. So, all right, Sarat and Marciano. Last time we really publicly saw you in a big way it was on the radio what are you up to susosfork.com yeah susosfork.com susosfork.com is our new latin-based food website but it's also a lot more it's not just food it's us i mean people know us and have wanted to stay in touch with us and this is the place that they can go and find out what we're doing where we're going we're traveling as much as we can, considering that we still have a kid in high school. <laughs> that ties you up a little bit. No, you can go away. Just, uh, Honey, just make sure you don't make a mess while we're gone. Yeah, yeah and don't throw any parties. Yeah, don't have any friends over. <laughs> yeah, no risky business scenes while we're gone. Yeah, that's right. No high, no high-grade hookers while we're uh, touring the countryside. Shall we pop open the croquetas? Only if you say it like you, that. You've never had a croqueta. So I want to see what you are. What, first of all, it, it's here. It is. They boxed it up, and it comes with a sauce that looks like uh, I don't know. It looks like spicy mayonnaise to me. Uh, but this, this looks like bar food. Throw I, this I see away. fried stuff. Well, this, is this, way, this is a good way to judge <laughs> Cuban restaurants. You know how you can judge a Chinese uh, joint by the egg rolls. Oh yeah. And other restaurants by certain appetizers. The croquetta is a good way to sort of figure out. How the rest of the food's going to be? All right, baby. I'm sorry, Bob. Do you mean croqueta? I croqueta. can't say it that way. No. Uh, first of all, I'm going to shoot a picture of this before 
before let's, we defile let, the box? Oh, Bob, put that croqueta back in here. It's in, his mouth. It's in your mouth? I took a bite of it You're already. You're kidding me. Okay. That's the problem. Marianne wants to take pictures for the website uh, to go with various recipes. And sometimes I forget about that and eat the food. I understand. That's that's what we men do. Okay. I'm going to give you a croqueta here so you can have a taste Gracias. of heaven. Um, Should I so, dip it in that mayonnaise thing? Th- this is This is like... You know that really famous restaurant in Tampa that makes Cuban sandwiches that everybody raves about, mm. but they put salami in it? This is like the salami of this dish. It does not belong in a Cuban sandwich. Spicy mayonnaise does not belong with croquettes. See, this is the way I feel about barbecue. Mm-hmm. You'll go to a barbecue <laughs> place, and the ones who do it right put your sauce on the side mm. because the meat should be the centerpiece. Okay, I think that... and I've uh, Pretty good. I've had quite a few. In fact, Marianne um, and her family um, took a trip. We all went together through Spain, and we uh, ate croquetas everywhere. And one time we ordered how many for the um, whole family? 64. To, to, to sample? <laughs> yeah. So we're good judges of this. Okay, so here's, yeah, so to add to that story, and this is the kind of thing that we want to do more of on Suso's Fork, and we will be doing more of on Suso's Fork. We've already started. So well, You should backtrack. Why Suso? Suso um, happens to be um, an inspiration for me. He was my pet monkey when I was growing up. And um, he um, was the healthiest person in our oh my family. God. Marianne, you were such I, a mom. You see I, me I'm spill. such a mom. I saw you spill your Coke. <laughs> spill on aisle am, three. And I am uh, wiping you. As she's talking, she's reaching for a napkin to Sorry. clean, clean <laughs> up the, the, the pig in the driver's seat. Clean That's up amazing. on the driver's <laughs> seat. Seriously. So, so yeah, you had a pet monkey. We had a pet monkey. Uh, that was totally an accident. And um, the pet monkey was actually in Miami. Uh, I was about 10 years old, and my dad uh, gets a call from our cousin. Uh, I, I, I'm sure that there's a good story that goes along with this, but I don't know what it is. And everyone has already passed away. So my dad passed away. My, my cousin, who had the monkey, passed away. So I don't really know the story of... Uh, of how it came to be but anyway my dad gets a call one day and says um your cousin in georgia is moving from a house to an apartment and he can't keep the monkey in the apartment (laughs) and he's asked us to watch the monkey for for a, a short period of time until he figures out when he can move into a house again so uh i have said yes so we are, of course, my brothers and I have three brothers. We are, like, jumping in the air for joy. Because can you imagine you're 10, 8, and 7, and your dad tells you that you're getting a monkey? Uh, I'm in my 40s. I'd like a monkey. <laughs> so uh, so we get this monkey, and um, and his name is Suso. S-U-S-O-S-U-S-O. And the website we should point out, S-U-S-O-S. Suso's, Suso's fork, yeah. fork mm-hmm. right? Okay, so um, so then the, then there's this story in the family. Because we're all wondering why is the monkey's name Suso, and um, apparently, have you ever seen a capuchin monkey? Yeah. Okay, so when my cousin isn't that like the organ grinder monkey? It's an organ yeah. grinder monkey. Yeah. So when my cousin was getting the monkey, he went. He was told that it was a female monkey, and so he. Um, had thought that the name of this monkey was going to be Susie, right? So, so it had to take the masculine <laughs> O. <laughs> so when you see the monkey, you know that there's absolutely, it's like a naked man. Like there's no 
possibility that it could be a girl. Like, how could they have mixed that up? I still don't know. And um, so, you know, in his mind, it was going to be Susie, Susie, Susie. And then all of a sudden, it's a, it's this organ grinder, male monkey, very obvious male monkey. And um, so he, uh, you know, just quickly decides to just turn it into a Suso. Makes perfect sense. And Francis. Suso uh, ate uh, healthy food, ate better than anybody else in the family, uh, fresh produce, fruits and vegetables, right? So inspiration right there. Inspiration mm-hmm. for, for healthy, yeah. So so the whole idea behind Suso's Fork really is to is to bring Latin food to people who aren't used to having that, who don't have like the palate for it, who don't who are scared of what to order at a Latin restaurant, who don't know Mexican food except Mexican fast food, tacos and, you know, quesadillas and all that. It, the idea is there are so many unbelievably delicious uh, dishes, and um, and people just don't know about them, and they don't know how easy it is to create them. So we, I'm not a chef. I mean, my, everybody in my family has always said, "Oh, you know, not everybody." My kids, <laughs> my kids say, but, "Mom, but you this is so be. delicious, yeah. so mm-hmm. delicious. You should be a chef." And you know, I'm like, I'm not a chef, but um, I love talking to chefs. Bob is great at interviewing chefs, and that's what we've. I'm great at eating too, and he's great, great yeah. at eating. Yeah, and we have completely and, different. And then, no, let's, let's let's feed the monster in the back. All right, there, yeah. we have completely different takes on food. Also, yeah, all right, Suso well, had so, a great sense of adventure, as Marianne tells me, and so I'm trying to be more adventurous in my well, food. Well, when I think of Bob Surratt, oh, I think my I think God, in case meat enthusiast. All there you go. Your Chicago uh, staples of the food pyramid: uh, ribs, pizza, and hot dogs. All right, so here we have. A plate of. Um, Wait, I'm the taking a picture uh-huh. of it. You know well, what? This looks like pulled pork. I'll post these pictures along with our interview. How about that? I'm not awesome. completely up on the technology, James, but the podcasting does enable the viewer and listener to smell. Correct. <laughs> oh yeah, to no, smell right. what we're actually. Eating. Unlike traditional radio, all five senses are appealed to. Excellent with podcasting. Yeah. Okay. So this okay, looks so like I'm, pulled pork. What is this? It's sort of like a like a pulled pork, but it's um, yeah, it's it's that's what it is basically. It's not shredded. And I love um, lime with anything. And but lime with anything. So you and and again here we have um, two sides of I don't know what I don't like even know what this is. Radish beet. Radish. No, you don't get that out of here. By and the then way, this the is Marianne, like a pico de gallo. The way Marianne uh, Latinizes even uh, mac and cheese, for example, and, and you see this on the website, mm. is to put lime, add garlic. Oh, yeah. There are many tricks. Here, pass the spec to Bob. Pick up your fork, oh, James. Okay, okay. Because, I was um, trying, to, trying to respect my guests. By the way, the croquettas, we should say, in my opinion, um, uh, the, uh, the outside was okay. It wasn't too... Uh, uh, too deep fried. It wasn't too uh, breaded, but the inside needed more bechamel sauce. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? Aren't you impressed? Mm. I'm impressed that you say bechamel sauce. Mm, yeah, that's good. And to your point, what about did you think of it. that? Isn't that good? Masitas de puerco. I love pork. I mean, anything. Oh, that's pork, pretty good. Yeah. Tender, juicy. To your point about Latin food. I mean, when people realize how easy it is to make guacamole, they'll never buy guacamole at a store again. Oh my God! And, and the ingredients that are in store bought. Many store brought, store bought guacamole. I read this article once that there was only like ten percent avocados in it or something. I mean, how's that, that possible? Right. right, exactly. What is in it exactly? Yeah. That, that is wonder. concerning. Mm. That is good. 
as we, one more, one more fork. As we chew on our um, pork, masitas de puerco, there's nothing like that. That's something you can order at a Cuban restaurant, and it'll always be pretty much the same thing. It's, um, it's kind of like a roasted... What would you say this is? It's like you can you roast it and then you squeeze. It's it's with garlic also, mm-hmm. garlic salt, and then you squeeze lime on it, and it is just to die for. It's like a. It's usually in a saucier. This is this is a I little like it bit, without a sauce. I like. I know. Me too. I like it without the sauce. It's very good. Yeah. Very very. It's analogous to pulled pork. In, in normally, you wouldn't be eating mm. this in a moving car. We're not moving, fortunately. No, no. That's in all of our best interest. So as you guys are getting Suso's fork moving forward and you're testing out recipes, you're taking pictures, and with your combined history as broadcasters, television, Mm. radio, do you miss having that kind of outlet? Well, it's interesting because the because of social media, you can still get uh, have an out not only have an outlet but have immediate feedback um, on our uh, Twitter accounts and Facebook and so forth. Uh, so I, I I think that we would be missing it more if not for that. But um, you know, when you've done radio and TV all your life, you, there's certainly a part of you that's always thinking about ideas for that. Uh, medium, and uh, we're fans of uh, so many people on TV and radio, and we continue to be interested in that. But we were uh, just in LA um, for our spring break, where we, by the way, had so much delicious food out there. It's crazy. LA yeah. didn't used to be known for their foods, but they're they're like light years ahead of most cities in terms of like really great healthy dishes and, and also they go the other so, side too uh, with your in and out burger and oh yeah and uh, some some great uh, junk food anyway we were we saw so many people that we know and we met so many new people and you know the mentality there is you work on a project for a certain period of time and then you're off until the next project comes along so or you work on two or three projects at mm-hmm. the same time well that's how we want to live our lives. I mean, this susosfork.com is a project that we're working on. And then if another project comes along, if we, you know, we recently were on WLS radio uh, covering election night. We had a blast. I mean, if now, Did you order pizzas? Isn't that what you do on election night in the news? They, they ordered uh, sandwiches that were amazing. What, where were those sandwich, sandwiches from, Bob? I don't know, but I, I, I was uh, impressed because uh, they were uh, wrapped nicely, and I yeah. was used to having the sandwiches <laughs> at WGN, uh, and those were wrapped in Tribune newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I mean, if something develops out of that, that'll be another project that we're working on. Mm-hmm. But it's not... Um, I don't know. It's like that. I don't think that these days you are really stuck in a job for life anymore. I mean, it's like you move on from one project to the other. But we have essentially what we have never changes. We love broadcasting. Mm-hmm. We love uh, we have a YouTube channel for Suso's Fork where we have some videos and we are growing our 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 uh, our video um collection. It seems um, like that's the real opportunity for both of you. Yeah. That's who's for. We're, we, I mean, well, that's one of the opportunities, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't consider other things, too. Well, I mean, in addition to the cookbooks, of course. Of course. I mean, that can lead to so many different things. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we, we want to 
uh, check out different opportunities for for working for with with different brands. I mean, so we are just expanding, and this is just one of the things that we're doing right now. But we're having a blast doing it, and I personally would like to do this a lot more so that we can just travel for work and you know have a lot of fun bringing these dishes to people. I mean, I you know I like my dream is I want to go to Venezuela and I want to. Uh, be in the kitchen with somebody who's making these Venezuelan specialties that nobody hears about, and yet you can make them with things that are already in your house because they're not super fancy dishes, but they're just interesting. It's sort of like opening up your horizons and teaching people that they don't have to stick to just one thing. They, You too, James, can go to the store and buy a plantain and know what to do with it. Because right now, you probably see that at the store and you go, what is that, a green banana? Oh, I don't know if I'm a good know. example. My first thought when I look at a plantain is, how do I make this into a heberito? Into a what? <laughs> a burrito? Heberito. The, oh, the Puerto oh. Rican, the, the sandwich with the right. meat on the Oh, plant. my God. Those are unbelievable, yeah, right? So that's, that's my first yeah. thought. Exactly. But you want to know how to do it. I could use a little yeah. guidance, sure. And yeah. there, is, there is some... Uh, um, advantage and some uh, desire and uh, some thought that it might be good to be your own boss it might be fun not that we wouldn't miss being critiqued by a news director or a program director oh, that's the best but <laughs> but yeah that's the best <laughs> it is kind of a, a tempting thought well bob looking at you and let, let's be honest you've been doing this for a while when you get criticisms do you just want to Flip off your boss. Say, really, I, I'm I'm Bob freaking Surratt. Do you know who I am? No, he never has that attitude. And I always say, Bob, you're Bob freaking Surratt. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you. No, you know what? We had a very unusual situation at WGN because um, when we were there, wait, sorry, um, that was a microphone, by the way. It's no explanation necessary. We're recording uh, in my car, as opposed to uh, Surratt belching. You That's exactly right. right. Uh, I don't think we ever heard a critique, good or bad. <laughs> Isn't that unusual, Bob? Well, I think we we did hear positives, and and we were we, always we heard asked, positives, but we never heard like, "Hey, don't do having, that anymore." Are you having fun? No, really, we were uh, let loose for a few years, and that that was great. I kept telling Marianne, "Don't get used to this because this isn't the way it normally is." But no, I over the years to answer your question. Um, I think partially because of uh, low self-esteem, I've always uh, taken criticisms to heart and been bothered by them. Uh, although I must say that um, as I got on in the business and got older, um, they didn't hurt as much as in the beginning. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's true of anybody in, in broadcasting. It should be. Like after a while, uh, if you've been s- successful to any degree, you have to think, I, I must be doing something right, so I'll just. I'll listen to this, I'll, uh, but I'm not going to f- fret about it too much. All right, right now I'm taking a picture of empanadas that are... Did you guys order chicken empanadas? No, we ordered pollo. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> um, <laughs> had I been there when you were ordering, I would have said, you got to get some picadillo empanadas. Because I, I suggested chorizo, but Bob looked... Under, oh, uh, chorizo. Oh, that's good. He looked I used impressed. to eat chorizo sandwiches. All right, I don't know what this dip is. I'm going to try it, and I'm passing this on. I'm losing all my chicken. Chorizo is sausage, right? Yes, like a spicy sausage. Yeah. Uh, Not to be confused with, I mean, there's like Spanish chorizo, and there's Mexican chorizo. I grew up eating, Bob, can you believe this? I don't think I've ever confessed to this. 
But I grew up eating Spanish chorizo sandwiches. Can you believe that? That's hard to believe because you're so health conscious. God, I could eat Spanish chorizo sandwiches every day of the week. Mm. I'm going to try this. And Bob, to your point about criticism, for me, I, I find that just a 24-hour distance from a critique allows me to reset. Like, in the mm-hmm. moment, I get really angry, and then I think... Mm-hmm. You get I'm angry gonna, when you get critique. Well, not critique. angry. Just, I don't know. I don't know how I get. I get emotional, I suppose. But once I have a good night's sleep, everything seems silly the next day. Well, and also I must say that um, wives are pretty good, too, uh, at uh, critiques in terms of uh, letting you know if something is valid or not, in terms of honest critique themselves, uh, and and, and that kind of helps. But I I think for the most part... um, you know, you do kind of after after a while. You kind of the bad thing about being in the business a long time, as I mentioned, the good thing is after a while you're not that bothered by the criticism. But uh, but the bad thing is, uh, you know, after a while you do you do sort of think I, I'm kind of set in my ways, and, I, and maybe I have a distorted view of things, and I I'm at this point maybe I'm not as open as I should be to doing it a better way, a different way. Okay, I am breaking open the mariquitas um, with the mojo. Have you ever had this? I don't know what you just said. <laughs> mariquitas are plantain chips. Okay. Mojo is this garlic, lime, oil, salt, parsley sauce. I can, I can smell it. That is... Wait, are, you, um, are you giving this I'm, to me? I'm giving this to you, oh, you're yeah. very kind. Thank you. Yeah, because I want you to have it the way you're supposed to have it. The empanada is good. The um, the empanada the, is pretty good. The outside is a bit thick. Mm. That would you say? Do not make out with your wife tonight. No, good advice. <laughs> uh, but I have one say, of these so that when you and I make out. Oh, wait, heads up, Bob. We this will, is we will both. Um, this is amazing. Well, no, this the good is, thing this about is amazing. Us, see, this uh, is our. We both is, love garlic, so yeah, we yeah. That's a really good thing. Oh, about this us. is fantastic. But so this is what I mean. Like, why can't you have this as you know? You bring this to the table. To the kids, you don't think oh, the kids are gonna? Over. Yeah, oh. it's gonna be unbelievable. My what son a can treat. make that disappear in five minutes. Yes, here, Bob. Can you? Um... A garlicky. Yeah. Oh, that chip. That sauce is just wow. ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's really garlicky. It's really garlicky <laughs> and really amazing. Okay, so damn. I grew up eating this. Yeah. Okay, I have a recipe for the mariquitas on my on susosfork.com, and um, I just have this vision that. I, it's even though my goal is to bring things from other countries to the palates of people here in the U.S. I am starting off by using like my memories mm-hmm. and and my my family's own cooking. Well, that's, that's what you're supposed to do as exactly. a cook is bring your culture and right. So um, it, so when we first came from Cuba, we were so lucky. Okay. Um, the U.S. government was so kind to us, and this is why we are so grateful for this country's generosity. They offered us everything. I mean, they offered us so much help, and it was the 60s, and all these Cubans were just coming to Miami. They were escaping from this, this horrible government, and um, they th- there was all sorts of stuff provided for us, uh, you know, medical, um, food. Food was one of them. So... We would get once a month, my grandmother and my mom would go to the Freedom Tower in Miami, and they would pick up a box that was packed with government food. And so there were cans of pork, you know, shredded pork, mm-hmm. cans of shredded meat, um, 
uh, gigantic loaves of uh, what you and I now know as Velveeta cheese, but it was like some kind of processed cheese. Uh, butter, the most delicious butter in cans and and peanut butter in cans and uh, powdered milk and all this stuff. So, so you, you had me at Velveeta cheese and butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my mom, who, you know, in Cuba, we had a very different life. She had a cook. Um, so, you know, she's like 21, 22 years old and she doesn't even know how to cook. And my mom learned how to cook using this refugee food, is that what we called it. Carne, uh, comida del refugio. So um, so that's how she ended up, you know, figuring out what to do. But then she, my, my grandmother was teaching her how to cook. And one of the big scenes that I, that I can never be erased from my mind is my mom and my grandmother hovering over a gigantic pot of boiling oil. And they use this thing that's kind of like a, it's not like the fancy mandolin where you, you know, you're always mm -hmm. cutting yourself. I mean, it was like a little piece of wood, but it operated the same way with a blade. And they would be um, slicing plantains over it to make these chips that we're eating now. Love so it. I grew up eating these unbelievable chips that were just hot off the, I mean, they would leave them in there for like 10 seconds and put them out right away. My grandmother teaching my mom. How to do it, oh, and yeah, that's why I I love these chips. Oh yeah, you'll never look at a potato chip again after this. this no. is so good. It's ridiculous, but you got to dip. I see that you're not dipping. I'm being cautious. Well, you really do have to make sure your wife tonight and your family, your whole family, needs to eat garlic today. Yeah, James, do you get yeah. complaints from the family about the way the car smells after um, countless meals in here? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> to yeah, the point where so. my daughter will say, let's not go in Dad's car. It always smells like barbecue or hot dogs. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that when we're done with this interview, you're going to go back in that restaurant, and you're going to order these and take them home for tonight. Uh, actually, you're half, half correct. I'm on orders for my 14-year-old to bring him back a Cubano sandwich. Mm. So, yes, I will be going back in. Every time I do one of these... Dad, what are you bringing back for me? I don't know. I don't know if the food's going to be good. Well, if the food's good, can you bring me back a Cubano? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, bring bring your kids some of these mariquitas. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm. All right, so, Bob, quick hot dog tangent. Mm -hmm. Favorite hot dog joints in Chicago? Well, it changes uh, from time to time, but I've been a uh, longtime fan of uh, Poochie's on Dempster and Scopey. I was going to mention Poochie's. Um, I think that is one of the... Unsung heroes. Uh, of, it's a great place. Mm -hmm. They do. Chris does. They have a great more job than hot dogs there. too. They have great. They have a grilled sandwiches. salami there, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They have grilled chicken too, which is really good. Um, I, I grew up with the Berman family, uh, so Super Dogs always mm -hmm. been near and dear to me. And great uh, that, steak that's, sandwiches there too. That's a great fat hot dog, to, mm -hmm. you know, and the whole presentation there is, is fun. The, the hot dog buried under fries in a box. Yep. And it continues to steam in that box with the, the green tomato. So you got to get that once in a while. Uh, and I uh, am a big fan of the Italian beef at uh, Franny's out in Schiller Park. A lot of people don't know about that place. It doesn't get all of the attention uh, that uh, uh, your places like uh, Mr. Beef and Al's mm -hmm. and, and, and even Portillo's get. But uh, Franny's in Schiller Park is unbelievable. We did a... Um a periscope from Franny's in, Chil in Schiller's Park not too long ago. Do you need more Let food, Let me tell you something. There's plenty of food. There's really? plenty. I don't right. know what... Did we sample everything at this point? Do you want another empanada? 
Do you want? Oh, no, I I had uh, plenty of that. Do you want more chips? I'm good. I'm yeah, there's good. one more croqueta left here. No, I'm. Have, the croqueta is so, fine. So delicate. You can make. <laughs> so can yeah. I? I want to finish telling you when you're done with Bob about hot dogs. <laughs> uh, I want to finish telling you about the croqueta story. Okay, sorry. In Spain. Um, I'm going to eat the croqueta if no one's going to eat it. Please, To sum up, basically, any place uh, that will serve you uh, a good Vienna crisp, kind of crisp when you bite into it, dog, um, you know, has some bite, uh, steam bun, Mm -hmm. celery salt, uh, is going to probably make my list uh, eventually and occasionally. Because it really, this is a question I wrestle with, what really makes a hot dog good or how do you tell? the difference between a good one and a bad one. I think you kind of said it. The steam bun. Boiled that, hot dog. Got to be give, boiled. Mm-hmm. That give when you bite into it. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's a subtle nuance. Yeah, and I don't ask me about fine wines, but if you ask me about, uh, and I use the term lovingly, junk food, I'm a connoisseur, and it's quite the snob when it comes to junk food. I will not uh, have uh, pizza anywhere or ribs anywhere or Italian beef or hot dogs or hamburgers just anywhere. I was a vegetarian for a while, like years. Oh, wow. When I bounced back, I came back hard. First meal, had a steak at Ruth's Chris. I was, I was, <laughs> That's good. I was there on business, and I, I started to hear, you know, how when you go to Ruth's Chris, you can hear the steak coming from no, it's the sizzling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sizzling and butter. That was it. I was done. <laughs> then the next day, I got myself a beef and sausage combo, wet, jardinera. And then, then it was just, I mean, it was all... Wow, you had Full a lot stored ahead. up. Yeah, really. <laughs> I came back strong. All right, so your story, Marianne, sorry. Oh, the the croqueta story. So uh, so we take this family vacation, and by that I mean like 14 of us. <laughs> and, and my parents and, you know, two of my brothers, three my three brothers, um, kids and all that. So we go on this vacation to Spain. And we fly to Madrid, and the plan is to drive south all the way to Marbella um, on the coast and stop in the Paradores. Do you know what a Parador is? Uh, I'm nodding my head, but I really don't. No, the Paradores are, uh, the government has taken over all these convents and monasteries, uh, and they've converted them into into hotels. Old castles, too. Old castles. Some of them... I bet that's super cool. It's so cool. Some of them are... uh, I mean, they're pricey. Others are not pricey, but they're all in pretty good locations because you know monasteries and castles, and they were always built like on the top of a hill or yeah. on top of a cliff or something. So they're all in great locations. And we decided because we are uh, croquetas come from the motherland, Spain. So as you can see, it's a it's like a deep fried thing, right? Uh, cylindrical. It looks like a mozzarella stick. It looks like a mozzarella stick. These do. But normally they're rounder and Fatter. a little bit larger. Like me. Right. <laughs> and they're um, – so recreating them here in the U.S. has been a very tough thing. These are these are pretty good. But when you go and eat one in Spain, you die because it is a <laughs> – it's like a delicious thing that pops open in your mouth. And it's all like bechamel sauce and you and it's a serrano, jamón uh, serrano. You know, like the the ham, mm-hmm. um, the Spanish ham. And it's just like unbelievable. And every Cuban kid's mom makes croquetas, and you argue about who's are better, right? 
My mom still makes them for us. Every year when we go there for Christmas, she's made like 80 croquetas, you know, for the whole family to consume in the span, you know, span of a week. So anyway, so we went to uh, to Spain, and then we stopped in Paradores all the way down to the southern tip. And um, we raided the, the croquetas in every parador, you know, because all of them have different chefs. And we found the, the best croquetas in Spain that we, you know, at the time. And I want to go back now with Suso's fork and do this again. But this time with a camera crew. Yeah, more formally. More formally, yeah. But we did it, and it was unbelievable. And do you do you want to know where the best one was? Sure, I can bank it for later. Poochies, <laughs> ironically. I it, knew it. They've got the cheese fries and the croquetas. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was in this little town. That the the main attraction of this little town is a is a uh, uh, a, a bull. Uh, what do, what do you call uh, it? A uh, bullfighter's ring, a bull ring. A uh, bull ring, yeah. yeah. That, that's the main attraction in this little town. It's called Ronda. It's beautiful. And they made the to-die-for croquetas there. So I want to go back to Ronda and see if, if we were right years ago. Marianne, it sure seems to me, listening to you talk, <laughs> seeing the website, you, you've kind of locked into the right groove. Like, this is the way things have lined up career-wise, like, have set you up to do something really cool here. Yeah, I, I, we're having a great time doing it. We just uh, need to turn it into something big now. Mm-hmm. But we're we're getting big thanks to all the unbelievable fans that we have in Chicago. But we're starting it here. We just launched it two months ago. And if you uh, go to the site, susosfork.com, and you uh, subscribe with your email, you will get free recipes. I love it. Now, how, how do you test those out? I mean, do you... Do you... Make them, yeah, photograph them. And uh, I have And my, I eat them. Bob eats them, yeah. The, the, the uh, test have, kitchen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to expand on that, too, though. I have a lot of friends who love cooking, and they and, and they have said, I'll, I'll help you do, you know, test them. So I am... How selfless. Yeah, right. I said, okay, I'll buy all the ingredients. You make them. You, you, you test these recipes. I'll go photograph them, and then um, you can keep the food, feed your family. <laughs> That's, that seems like a great deal. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that hopefully that's, as we expand, we're needing more time to do other things. Well, one thing we were talking about is we were waiting for our food at 90 miles. I mean, I think the secret to a lot of success, be it you know, blog, podcast, etc., the right idea and tenacity, just being there and consistently delivering great product. I mean, it, there are very few overnight successes in anything, but I think if you keep doing right. what you're doing... It seems natural that the rest will come. Well, also if it's your passion, we hope clearly exactly. you can tell that this is a, a passion, and, exactly. and and Marianne has a great uh, feel for the food and this particular kind of food. And uh, and we love to travel. I mean, traveling and finding these places and bringing the food. We went to Bob and I went to Bob. Can I can I reveal what you and I did a few weeks ago? Uh, all depends which uh, story you're revealing. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell you anyway. Bob and I went to a yoga retreat. Yes, Bob does well, that, yoga. That's no big secret. It's on your social media. <laughs> I know. But every time we talk about it, even his family in L.A. was, was saying, really, you went to a yoga retreat? Um, yes, I did. So, uh, And he did yoga twice a day, every day. Uh, so, uh, Was it cleansing? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? I look at it selfishly as something that will keep me playing softball for more years. <laughs> yeah. He's all stretched out. And mm-hmm. I, I bet so, you look dynamite in yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't exactly go the fashion route. So anyway, so we went there and we stayed in this place. The The, the resort, it's called, uh, it's not a resort, it's a, it's a yoga place. I don't know. It, it, you only do yoga at this place. And mm-hmm. it's called Shinalani, X-I-N-A-L... It, it, it's, ju- it's just outside of Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, it's, it's like 45 minutes by boat away mm-hmm. from, from Puerto Vallarta. But True anyway, retreat. They, yeah, it was really unbelievable. You can only get there by boat. And, um, and, and so we had, we had these, you know, part of it was they were cooking for us, these Mexican meals, simple Mexican meals. Like the cook was unbelievable, but everything was so simple. So... In the next few weeks, we'll be bringing those recipes. We took a cooking awesome. class. Uh, I already, I already uh, have on my website like a little piece of video where I'm making a truffle, a chocolate truffle, and it's the simplest thing ever to make. But like people don't know to do that. Well, it's one of those things. People just assume that sort of thing is out of reach. Yeah, they think it's the word out of truffles reach. intimidating. Truffles intim- intimidating. You melt the chocolate, okay. You, uh, you, you, you keep stirring it until it's the right consistency. You add a little bit of uh, habanero pepper juice that you, you know, that awesome. you, um, that, you know, you put in the blender and you know with water. Mm-hmm. So it's like a hot thing. So you add that to the chocolate, and you keep stirring it, and it starts to become like a hard um, consistency. And then you take a little bit with your hand. You put an almond in the middle, and you shape it into a ball. And then you coat it in coconut or whatever you like. And that's it. That's a truffle. Sold. See how easy it is? I, th- I thought truffles were like, oh, my God, you have to do, you know, whatever. I didn't even know what I thought. I thought you needed to go to like a French patisserie and yes. recruit. Yeah. I, I, I love the simplicity of this food that could and should be available to everybody because a lot of it is really healthy, too. I mean, you think that, oh, you know, like all these additives that they put in these truffles that you buy at a drugstore or whatever... And it's like you make it yourself. Have it. Make it yourself. Stick them in the refrigerator. Have your kids eat that stuff. It's healthy. Sort awesome. Of. <laughs> All right, so Bob, uh, maybe next time we'll talk a little bit more in depth about beef sandwiches. Anytime. Yeah. Love beef sandwiches. <laughs> Love a good beef. Um, yeah, I can even take Marianne with me when I get Italian beef because she likes those. Well, it reminds me of a pan con bistec, which is a beef sandwich. With grilled onions. No, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, all right, susosfork.com is where we find you and see what Surratt and Marciano are up to now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And where, where it will be in the future. Yes, you can also, if you are, um, if you do social media, if you're like on Twitter or Pinterest or YouTube, This is tailor-made for Pinterest and Instagram. Facebook, yeah. Um if you're on any of these, we are on there too. Look us up under Suso's Fork. Um, but I got a confession to make. I am still trying to figure out Pinterest. I'm, yeah, I'm the wrong still guy to help. trying to figure it out. So we have, you know, our pictures are getting posted there, but I need to figure out how to, I don't know, how to follow people, how to have people follow me. Someone will know and get in touch Somebody, with us. Yeah, get yeah. in touch with us. You can write to us too at Marianne at susosfork.com. Which is how I got a hold of you. That's how you It found really me. works. It really works. A real life testimonial. And, and I really answer email and I see everything. Well, you know how to you knew how to spell Marianne correctly, James. That was a secret M A R I A N N E. Um and um we will post this on our 
social media as well. Now, before I cut you guys loose, I'm going to ask Bob a question. When I think of the work you've done, Bob, Chicago Tonight stands out to me. Oh, thank you. I think one of your finer moments in broadcasting. What was your takeaway from that experience? Well, I had a good time doing that. Uh, basically, an hour of live television, four nights a week. And then the fifth night, we taped a fr- an interview series called The Friday Night Show, which I really enjoyed as well, because you have a chance to talk to somebody for uh, uh, almost a half hour without interruption. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, that opportunity. It was very rewarding. It was, it was uh, hard to come up with things because you're doing uh, a lot of TV every night but um, well, it, that, it, it wait was... wait wait let me stop you there tell the truth it's not hard to come up with things oh I guess hard to it's come up with good things hard to come up with good things <laughs> yeah because uh, Bob I says I don't know you've never worked with him but I have worked with him for more than 20 years he is his true talent is in saying no <laughs> that's his true talent that's why I'm beloved by the staff all <laughs> everybody the time. hates him because but, all these things come your way, and Bob is like, no. Yeah, Fox Thing in the Morning was probably maybe more <laughs> fun to do uh, because of the nature of that show. But Chicago Tonight, at that stage of uh, my life and my career, it seemed it seemed right. Awesome. So Bob is expert at saying no. It's a gift. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's a gift. I'm glad it's you call it that. It's very tempting to say yes to things that public relations companies and all these people send your way constantly. It's and and of course, how easy could it be? You just say yes and then your day is done and then you did, you know, stuff that like sometimes people don't really care about. Well, but, you just described the life of a overnight weekend part-time WGN fill-in host. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that you're you've got someone who's willing to come in at 3:15 in the morning on a Sunday? Sounds like a great guest. (laughs) Can we keep him on for an hour? (laughs) Sometimes it's harder to, you know, you don't have the option if you're working at 3.15 in the morning, you know, and you've got to take what you can. But if you you have a a position like Bob did at Chicago Tonight, where you can really have access to anybody, but it's easier for people to just bring you what landed on their desk, Mm -hmm. then... You know, more power to him for saying no to a lot of things. Well, I totally agree. Also, selfishly, I, I always uh, had more fun and thought I did a better job uh, doing segments that I actually cared about. You know, you can sort of fake your way through these things, but it's more fun when you don't have to. Right. Well, it's what you were saying about the website. It's if you're passionate about something, right. whether it's broadcasting or the web or whatever. It shines through, right? And, and I think you've got to be—you've got to be you. I remember years ago reading something Johnny Carson said to somebody about being yourself, and he was saying that there's no guarantee you're going to be successful uh, when you are being yourself on the air. But if you're not being true to yourself, there is zero chance you'll be successful. Awesome. Bob, Marianne, thank you so much for eating Cuban food with me and hanging out. Well, thank you for being so adventurous that you would try everything. Oh, this please. This is great. I, I love it. Uh, all right, so susosfork.com is where you find you. You're on social media. And if you're listening to this show right now and you're thinking, wow, I love this. This is clearly the future of car-based food podcasting. <laughs> Giddy up. Uh, we're on Twitter, at carcone The website is carconcarne.com. Thanks again, guys. Hey, and the lazy boy you have in the back seat worked out great for me. Just for you. And, and by the way, next time I need to do an interview with you about why you came up with car con carne. Really? They're very Latin of you. 
more Spanglish than anything. It's, it's a car with meat. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. There's the elevator pitch. Done. Okay, I love it. All right, unlock the doors. <laughs>